Choose Health with Holistic Health Life Coach Linda LaCoax, offering you advice to choose a lifestyle that benefits your body and your mind. Insights that help you choose health. The first antibiotic, penicillin, became widely available in the 1940s, and antibiotics have since become a popular weapon in the medical arsenal against disease. But what is the cost of using this medication that when it first came out seemed like a wonder drug to kill off the viruses and bacteria that we were having such problems with? Welcome to Choose Health. I'm your host, Linda LaCoax, and today we're going to talk about antibiotics and what they do, how they work, and how they do it. So we're at a point where the antibiotic cupboard is almost bare. We're, we're kind of victims of our own blindness. We've been taking too many of them, and new deadlier organisms like powerful drug-resistant strains of, of bacteria have become more emergent as a result. Nearly every disease known to medicine has become resistant to at least one or more antibiotics. One of the most alarming things about this is cholera, which has killed as many as 50,000 people in Rwanda, is that it involves a strain of bacterium which cannot be treated with standard antibiotics. Tuberculosis, as well, has learned to outwit doctors. Tuberculosis is an unusually tough microbe. Several strains of TB have emerged and learned how to outwit doctors. Even infections such as staph and strep have become harder to treat in the U.S. because they can't be treated with common antibiotics anymore. One strain of hospital-dwelling staph infection can now be treated only with a single antibiotic, and public health officials have no doubt that it will soon become immune to that one as well. Hospitals could become dangerous places to go, and even more so if strep develops universal resistance. So how does this happen? Bacteria is one of the smallest and most plentiful life forms on Earth. They thrive successfully in most inhospitable places and quickly adapt to new conditions in order to survive. We commonly assume that these tiny animals are just evil little beasts out to destroy higher forms of life. In fact, all they're trying to do is survive and reproduce, just like every other living thing on the planet. Bacterial drug resistance is a matter of natural adaptation. The longer a bacterium is exposed to a given drug, the more likely it is to develop universal resistance. Bacteria pull out all the stops in order to resist drugs. They may release special enzymes that render the drug impotent or even change the outer membrane that the drug, so the drug cannot gain entrance. They can even alter their internal structures so they're no longer susceptible to the drug. Recent studies that are now available show that doctors typically overuse antibiotics. Doctors wrote about 12 million antibiotic prescriptions in a single year for colds, bronchitis, and other respiratory infections, against which drugs almost always are useless. Such indiscriminate use of antibiotics has contributed to the emergence of drug-resistant bacteria, a growing problem in the United States. One of the other things that starts to happen is when you are prescribed an antibiotic by your doctor, you're told to take it for 14 days and you only take it for, let's say, eight. And then you have what's called a relapse. You've basically given the bacteria in your body the ability to adapt to low dosages of that drug. And then when it relapses, you have a bigger problem because it comes back stronger. So Infections caused by resistant microorganisms often fail to respond to conventional treatment, resulting in prolonged illness, greater risk of death, and new cases of drug-resistant bacteria can emerge. Penicillin-resistant pneumonia is on the rise, and most cases have occurred in people who have recently had antibiotic therapy. So what do you do? 
But first of all, antibiotic therapy is not an effective treatment against certain kinds of infections. Viruses, for example, are not going to respond to antibiotics at all. So going to the doctor with the sniffles when what you really have is a viral flu is not actually going to help you. Making sure that you get plenty of sleep, plenty of rest, and letting it run its course is going to be one of the best things for you. Studies actually show that allowing a fever to run its course is one of the best things you can do so long as it doesn't get so high that it can cause other problems in the body. So making sure that you stay around mm, 101 and 102 is a pretty good idea. As long as you can get plenty of rest and cool down your body naturally, you should be fine. There is no healing force that is greater than your own immune system when it is healthy. When the immune system successfully deals with an infection, it emerges from that experience stronger, better able to confront similar threats in the future. Our immune system develops in combat. If at the first sign of infection, you always jump in with antibiotics, you don't give the immune system a chance to grow stronger. Your body was designed to learn. And so if we allow it to do that, it will definitely help. Even if you're not someone who jumps to take antibiotics, one of the things that you do need to take into account is your food. Antibiotic use in the animal industry is a very, very big deal. Up to 70% of U.S. antibiotics go to farm animals that are not even sick. The livestock industry is a major source of the antibiotic overuse that has led to bacterial resistance. It alone purchases over one half of all antibiotics sold. The drugs are incorporated in feed in order to kill bacteria that can stunt the growth of the animals and also other resistant bacteria because the animals typically live in such close proximity to one another that farmers can't afford for them to get sick. As a result, when you eat these animals, you become infected with resistant strains or worse yet, you're microdosing yourself with antibiotics. If you're someone who is allergic to penicillin, if you're allergic to sulfa drugs or tetracycline or things of that nature, if you have drug allergies, you're now consuming that on a low level basis. Know where your meat comes from, know your food and know your farmer. Okay. It is absolutely imperative that you know what you're putting in your body so that you can keep it healthy. To maintain a high level of health in your immune system, it's a lot more than just treating an illness when you get sick. You have to maintain a level of fitness, avoid physical decline. You know, Open heart surgery, even at its most effective, will never make a heart as good as new. The most effective preventative measures involve change in lifestyle. In addition, as genetic profiles and other predictive tools improve, the art of prevention is growing more sophisticated. Pressed by patients and advancing technology, healthcare is going to soon start to change its focus from treatment to enhancement and from repair to improvement, from diminished sickness to just increased performance. It is much easier to repair a body that was originally healthy than it is to try and help one that's been limping along with lack of nutrition and an inability to repair itself. So keeping your body healthy on the whole with daily lifestyle changes and daily health is going to be your best bet at avoiding taking antibiotics in the future. I hope some of this information has helped you choose health for yourself and your family in your future. This has been Choose Health with Linda LaCokes. Linda is a certified holistic health coach, bend instructor, and personal trainer with Life Support Holistic Health in Cookville. She's available for your questions on Facebook and online at lifesupporthh.com.